Resonant Vibes. Baby. You dig, you dig. I go by the name of Jenny A Track, J E I D E, the number 8 T R A C K. You can find me on Positive Vibes, maybe IG, and as far as our Twitter, the PVM Podcast. And I am here with Fly McFly. It's a 10 crack. My brother, go ahead and introduce yourself, player. 10 life commandment. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. This is your favorite writer, the writer with the heart to care, your midnight writer, oh, Dante Smith. Follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at midnightw89. You know the fucking vibes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that fire in your motherfucking chest, bro. I'm still amped up. You know what I mean? Hey, we got a, good reason. It was a lit week. It was a lit weekend. It was. It was. You know, it was. Despite my sixes being bum ass niggas, you know, we still out here. Philly stand up. <laughs> oh, them niggas lost? Yeah, yeah. That was the downer of the weekend. Ooh, <laughs> we. Ooh, we. We ain't going to jump into that. I don't really follow sports like that. that That's much, okay. You know what I mean? At this point, I'm about to stop following sports the way they making it. Oh, don't do that, yo. <laughs> Just for the week. Just for the week. I'm pulling a Spike Lee. What does that mean? Oh, uh, to the viewers at home, Spike Lee got kicked out the garden because, you know, at the <laughs> spending over $10 million a year, you know, rooting for the bum-ass Knicks, they want to act fancy on my boy. So, mm. yeah. I got beef with the Knicks. I always have since they did my man Mello wrong. So, fuck New York. No, not fuck New York. Hey, man, fuck the Knicks. Yeah, at least first, man, before we even started, you didn't call motherfucking pop That's what I said. Not fuck New York. I love New York. All right. I love the city. I love, I, I love New York. Brooklyn. Queens. Y'all know what it is. What? Right. Yeah. This nigga here. Man. I love the I'm Queens ladies. They know who they you, are. Man. I gotta Queens, keep my eye on Queens your ass, got some man. beautiful ladies. <laughs> well, check, check. How was your weekend, bro? Because we did hey, click up. First, let's introduce Breezy Breeze. The maybe of our podcast today shall be illustrated by none other than our camera personnel. Slash aficionado of all fly media things and fly put togethers of all types of training and practices and such. Phenomenal dancer. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, y'all? This is Breezy underscore the gent. If you don't follow me, please follow me. It's Breezy underscore the gent. I am their videographer. I'm also a personality, so I'm here today. And that's it. Dig on it, dig on it. You know what I mean? Thank you for sitting with us. And thank you for, you dig. Like, this thank is going to be fun. I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, fun. I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling great today. I'm feeling great today. I can't even lie. You know, shout out to Munchies and Melodies. Yesterday we went through. You know, they had a, a smooth performance. They had a smooth event. Shout Alex out to the, the Yeah, yeah. Alex the Greater. Shout out to Alex Chandler. You know, he did his thing. Shout out to Soof. Shout out to everybody that was in there. Single. They did their thing. Shout out to Sankofa House. Yeah, yeah. Your single was fire that he dropped, the Kobe joint. You think so? I, I like the bars. I, I like the spirit of it. I dig it. You know, I dig it. I, I definitely love the spirit of it. I like the. It's the got energy. an energy to it. Like yeah, I would, yeah. I would listen to it if I needed to, like hype myself up or amp myself up. That's what to it was like a gym joint. Like, right. Yeah. I was just like, I could get on treadmill with that shit. 
it's gonna work. Yeah, respect to that. I don't do treadmills, dog. Give me a bike. I'm too I'm too lazy for treadmills. Oh no, nah, I need that treadmill. I like to burl up that sweat before I lift the weights. That way I start walking around taking the sexy pics. Like, oh, oh yeah, this you see motherfucker, me. this <laughs> motherfucker here, bro. <laughs> you got some shit to you, bro. You truly do. I mean, everybody do. This is true. <laughs> but I don't I don't I'm know, just a man. Little more like, out there with mine. Like, this is niggas like you that make me a little bit afraid of getting cut up. I don't want to be that vain. The local rounds like, yo, let me just. What give you this mean? Up. I'm not. I'm Stick not vain. I'm just out. enjoying my body. You know, like the woman say. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying my skin, enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being brosty, roasty. I'm not in the gym going. Like, <laughs> I ain't that boy, but you know, like I'm in the cut. Like, you know, taking what? pictures of myself, like. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Like, I'm like, I do my sweat. You know, I feel good. Take uh-huh. a nice little pic. Yeah. Right on, right on. Like throwing on the ground, throw a nice little hashtag in the song. I'm feeling balling, you know. Wait, yeah. now what song? Like, I need an example I mean, now. I was about vibe, to let you off, but. You know, it depends on the vibe I'm in. You uh-huh. know, if I'm trying to show off a little bit, it's going to be something sexy. Okay. Like it, what? Like, give me an example of something sexy. If you feel a real uh, girl, you just got your nice reps in and everything, and you about to head on. Well, last Friday, I was going to post the sexy love with Neo, you know. I just seen I was the going Neo. Have a shirtless boy, but I, I thought I was going to be doing too much, so I didn't do it to him. I, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to say this, but like, special. You should save it for never. Don't <laughs> save it for never. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> <laughs> Yo, I see all is... the rappers and singers doing it like Drake and Trey songs. I'm like, oh Bruh. no, I gotta step out Bruh. there now. Love they have a brand that actually asks and calls for them to do such things. I'm sure it's a brand out there that want that wants some of this midnight, you know. Goodness. I'm sure. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> when I walk okay. the street, I see the eyes. Ooh, you know? wee. I might not make the connection, but I notice it. Ooh, <laughs> wee. Goodness Lord. Hey, bruh. More power to you. You know. Real shit. Like Fab said, she might not be winking, but to me she is. Who said that? Fab. Yeah. <laughs> what type of, of rape culture? <laughs> what That might be old, Fab. What like you old, mean? That might be F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S. Because what? That sounded smooth to me. Like she just Ain't never smooth about that. What song did he say that all? Yeah. Say the line one more time. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. She might be looking, but to me, she winking. No. She not. What you mean? You know, if I feel like if she give you a look longer than 10 seconds, she want it. What? She might not say it. She might not say it, but she definitely want it. Dum, dum, dum. Bruh. What if, like, real shit, let's put the perspective into, like, a real life scenario, right? What if... On the real, you just had like a color display on your shirt that she really dug. Or she you just had like a word that was like she was trying to squint and read. She was just like, What does that say on the shirt? And then it just so happens that you call the eye, you like, oh look, she's squinting. I mean, I she's mean trying don't to mean get I'm shooting my shot. My... I'm just noticing the interaction. I got somebody on my live correcting you too. Ooh. Apparently Fab never said that. And he, he also no. said, and I quote, Fab the goat, don't put him in that. Who what? what? Tell him no, Street fitted. You be killing them. That's what it is. For real? No, no, it's not. You be killing them. No, it's it's off his mixtapes, though. It's off his mixtape. Uh, See, he make he making it up now. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I gotta go back to my discovery. Hold on, hold on. Like this. This is why I got the computer. Oh, bro. See, bro. Tell me, tell me how to me in 10 minutes. I'm going to have this answer for him. 10 minutes, nigga. We ain't waiting well, for no 10 I minutes. I mean, you know, like, facts are facts. <laughs> now I got to correct this fool. 
Like not oh, cool, no. but like oh, now I got correct hey, this hey, dude. Hey, 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 listen. This, this we no, are this female. This is my follower. We are positive. Right, right, right. I, I said male or female. Hey, you know, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, hey. I'm a little disrespectful hey. when it comes to the fair bars. We are positive I, vibes, maybe. Would I'm like growing, to extend our sincere love to all of our listeners, all of our attendees, and everybody who's involved. Yeah, and don't take it personal. Sometimes I just say words and say things, you know, in the moment, you know, like you. Like you probably saying you a dickhead in a moment, he you know. It's not personal. Is all I'm saying. Woo, huh? He waiting oh, on them receipts. Receipts, baby. Oh, I'm building it mm. up right now. I'm pulling Woo. it out right now. Like, I'm gonna have me a strawberry while I wait for this one to get pulled up. Uh, oh boy. Oh, you know what? It wasn't fab. Uh, but it, huh? it, was, it was a fab song. It was a fab song, <laughs> but it wasn't fab that said it, though. Who was that, Rick Rose? No, Red Cafe. My bad. Oh, uh, Red Cafe. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. We're right. Hold on, it got a little Kim on the joint tonight. That's what it is. Tell him to listen to that right now. You gonna tell somebody? <laughs> Wait. You gonna tell somebody that has a problem with the line to listen to the record? Wow, you know, cause we just we just distort and we just proving facts right now. You know, okay. just so you didn't prove no, he proved you. Right, you definitely, right. Well, definitely. It was still a fad song. He was in association with it. Goodness. And he also said, I know that song and Lil' Kim ain't on it. You got to stop here from Lil' Kim. Oh, 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 my man over here banging his cup like a gavel. And it don't even got the same bass. That shit is all trouble. We gonna let my brother get his shit together. And we gonna walk into the next segment of this joint where we talk about some real shit with the real ass brother. You dig? You keep the grooves and the moves continuating and smoothing. And right here and right now, we are with the brother, the king, the lord. And a good friend of mine that I haven't built with for quite some time now that I'm actually excited to be able to build with today. Kyfer, what's going on with you, player? Not much, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you for having me. Right bro. on, right Likewise on. With you, King. Thank you for coming up. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. So this is why I was excited, right? Mm. A lot of my walk is based upon, to tell you the truth, me exposing certain elements of my experiences with a, a small circle. Right. And we all are still new with how we develop an understanding of what's going on mm-hmm. in both the physical and just in the now and also in the bigger picture right. of what it means to be tapped in, so to speak. Right. You dig? So I want to give you a scenario, a story of mine that that took place a while ago. And also, I know that Dante also has a story too. And basically, we just want to see if you could break it down in such a way that it's relatable and tangible for the Mm practical-minded and also how it can be viewed and digested as a spiritual believer and in all the various forms of of studies and of teachings that you have acquired through your years. You dig? Right, right. So <clears throat> this was like last year, some months ago, and 
I was dropping LSD. I was smoking. I was drinking. It was whatever, nigga. I was just having a good time and shit. But through a good friend of mine's, whenever I dropped LSD, I would write um, affirmations. Right. So it was never just like party time. Let me drop something. Right. You know what I mean? Before I take that trip, I make it like a, a meaningful trip. Right. right. So one time I was with my sister, and my sister had a roommate who was a trans woman. That's important for what happens in the rest of the experience. And we was we dropped LSD. We was chilling. It was whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something that I realized about myself, which is why I don't dig LSD right now. I can't knock other psychoactive drugs and things of that nature, but for me personally, LSD, whenever I take it, it's great. Like, my sense, my strongest sense is feel. So everything is, like, relating to feel. Like, I see feel. I hear feel. Things of that nature. But the next three days afterwards... My entire like energy, everything feels like dumb, vulnerable. Like I've been like stripped down. Like, yeah. yeah, that's my recovery period, and it feels weird. I don't like it. You know what I mean? But anyway, so we go to this party, and this is why during my recovery period, and I guess like to me, I I characterize it as my inner child was like dumb, exposed and shit. So my sister came through with the same roommate. And their roommate had another roommate. And it was us dumb. And it was everybody else. And it was me still recovering. So I'm, like, trying to play face, doing it horribly. And it got to a point sometime in that evening, I'm walking. And actually, I was building, talking, letting them know, like, yo, it's going to be a great night that we know these people. I was saying that. And I walked up the stairs, and Shorty kissed me on my shoulder. Now, at Immediately, two things hit in my mind. I was dumb uncomfortable, but outside of that, I also know that with kisses, it's like a seal. So when you kiss something, you're sealing it. So I felt double like, ugh. And I was just like, all right, I got to talk to this person. You know what I mean? So eventually, I went upstairs. She followed me. I sat down. She kneeled down next to me. I was like, oh, wait. All right, so listen. This is where I'm going. Me and you got to talk. My eyes lit up, and I was just like, not like that, but me and you got to talk. And we going to talk, but right now, I have to do something while I'm in this atmosphere. Right. So I need my peace for me to be able to do that. And she respected that. Right. You know what I mean? So a week later, I went back with my sister. I was calling my sister throughout the week. I was like, yo, we need to link up and do exactly what happened last time. Because I don't want her to think that it was because I was tripping on LSD is the reason that I felt the way that I felt. Right. I want you to feel like the energy is the same. So I went, grabbed some more LSD, everything, and I, I kept the same energy. And I remember my my sister and I were in a room. Shorty was in her room. And when I went over there, my sister was like, be nice. And I was like letting her know. I was like, yo, I'm not a nice person. Like. I'm just who I am. I can be kind, but if you want me to be nice, that's actually bad because that's me putting a face on. Nice is not honest for me. Selfishry. You feel me? So as I'm walking down the hallway, I'm seeing Shorty, and she's sitting on the radiator, legs crossed, and she's looking at me. But, and mind you, like I said, this is why I need to break down for both the practical and the spiritual. It was like I, I saw an aura around her, and this aura was like, darkish and it looked like it had horns now once again i'm tripping right but i seen this aura and i was laughing to myself because i'm like because uh, i'm shot the fuck out honestly i say this shit all the time i'm shot the fuck out but i just know how to carry myself right. so 
walked in, talked to her, sat down. She had a, a large, clear quartz. I sat down, held it in my hand, and let her know basically some walks and some experiences I've been through, where I am right now. And look, I'm a heterosexual. Trying not to be like, look, I don't want to and be like super aggressive for no reason. I just wanted that to be like the the guideline, right. you know? She tried to play around and be like, why are you saying this? This doesn't make any sense. But I, I, I was right. like, you know what? Just saying that just because I felt it was something that you needed to know. Right. You know what I mean? And long story short, she got the message. You know what I mean? But right. that is my experience. It's one of my like salient experiences that just allow me to understand how to maneuver with people of different walks. Right. You know? That's mad interesting, bro. I mean, I got so many different things to say to that. No, I, I'm still learning how to maneuver. Into life, <laughs> Your story, though, bro. Yeah, man, that's... Um, oh, well, mine isn't that deep. It's like... Oh, yeah, let, me, let me hear your story. Oh, see, well, well, I'm thinking spiritual. Like, I'm just was, like, reminiscing about, like, a story that I had when I was, like, a youngster. And I felt like I was, like, touched by, like, I don't know, like, holy light, I guess. Like, I just remember being five, and I'm just sitting in the room, and for one moment, it was, like, pitch black, and then, like, I was feeling nervous, sad about something. I don't know what it was. I was a kid. But then, all of a sudden, like, this big light, just, I remember just shining on me, and it wasn't, like, the hall or anything, but I could just remember, like, a, like something, like, protecting me, just, like, watching over me, just, like, letting me know I was okay. And right. that was pretty much my experience, like, Wonder. you know, and then I just had, like, different occasions like where i'll be like in church and like i have like the pastor or the bishop walk up to me afterwards and be like you know um it's something about you you know like that shit freaked me out like a lot like because i don't know what you're seeing i don't know if it's good or bad you just let me know something <laughs> right on so yeah that's that's pretty much my stories right now you know i'm still here so right 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 um Interesting inquiries, man. I feel like uh, both of y'all are Pisces, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's some Pisces. Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah. bro. That's some Pisces ass shit. That <laughs> just did to me. Well, what's wrong with Pisces? Like, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing wrong with Pisces. I'm a Pisces rising, but that's just some Pisces ass shit. Mm -hmm. Y'all niggas just said and did to me. That was crazy. <laughs> See, I don't know all those signs. The Pisces rising, yeah. the Pisces. Somebody told me I was a Pisces sun the other day. Like, I don't you know what that. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah, it's very Pisces. Pisces is uh, is drugs. It's intoxication. Mm. Yeah, Pisces love. is also spirituality. Um, not necessarily love per se. It's not. Mm -mm. It's spirituality, intuition. Um, so your story. Oh, it's also pictures and images mm. yeah. and hallucinations. You know what I'm saying so. Your uh, just your your whole narrative is just very Piscean. Coming from a Pisces, I would I would expect nothing less. Mm. But um, but yeah, it's it's multiple things that I could say to that. Like for instance, um, you know LSD and how it functions and how psychedelics function, um, in comparison to other elements that produce that produce uh hallucinations like uh, ayahuasca and DMT, right. um, and the and the different experiments that have been done in order to figure out. What is the origin source of those hallucinations in comparison to um, the hallucinations we get from certain psychedelics? LSD is a psychedelic that affects your cerebral um, reality, whereas things like ayahuasca and DMT um, affect your 
um, DNA. Hmm. So the conversation is um, it's a little different. Um, ayahuasca is, is from your photon emission, um, creating a, a, a space for holographic interpretation of your own projection of um, information from your DNA. Hmm. Um, in comparison to things like LSD and shrooms, which um, loosen up the binds of our brains to understand the information that we've collected in a less logical and limited space and matter. All right. So I say that to say that when you're dealing with um, most common psychedelics like LSD, it really is just your own brain. Imagine all of the doors of your own brain um, and their hinges being loosened. You know what I'm saying? But these are things from your own brain. These are um, re-imagings of things that you've already absorbed or things that you have um, consciously or subconsciously received um, uh, through stimuli. So another thing, too, is, is when you describe the after effects of LSD, that's because of the hormone levels. Um, LSD and um, certain psychedelics, they produce uh, uh, intense amounts of serotonin and dopamine. And what happens is, is um, if you have a normal level of serotonin and dopamine, drugs like LSD and ecstasy, and which produce a, a, an intense amount of these elements within us, when that when the effect of that drug subsides, um, in order for our bodies to balance it out, we go lower than our natural equilibrium mm. for those um those um hormones. You know what I'm saying so they call it uh like the LSD hangover, um or like the LSD withdrawal. Um, but it's basically just you reacclimating yourself to the fact that you don't have a bunch of happy hormones in you no more. Mm. And you're now con contrasting that to a new experience of not having those happy hormones in response to just having them. So that's the, that's the reasoning for the withdrawal experience per se. But as far as your, um, your engagement with the individual, that has everything to do with your narrative, um, what is purposeful for you to experience in this particular life and your brain translated that how it needed to translate it, and it was able to um, divulge it to you in a way because of your intoxication um, that you received it as certain essences or certain auras or certain shapes and things like that. Right. And that is, in fact, a reality and a truth because it is how your brain perceives reality, and the only thing that exists is your brain's perception of reality. So... Um, these experiences do become extremely real in regards to self, but we also can analyze um, how they come to self. And a lot of times it has something to do with some type of aspect of our brain or our mentality. A lot of spirituality can very easily be made plausible through an aggressive understanding of science and psychology. Um, so to that experience, you know, I feel like there's predispositions that you have in your mind and in your thoughts about uh, this particular individual or these group of uh, 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 individuals, there's some type of predisposition that when in that space, you received the imagery that you received. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's in complete correlation to how, what, what concepts you already associate with that. Right. So you were just opened up to that fact. Um, you might try to sugarcoat it for yourself. You might try to, but that is in a sense, you know, what you are associating. So in a way, I would I would say, in my opinion, that the universe presented an experience like that to you in order for you to um, figure out what your morality is for sure. You know what I'm saying? We, it's not until we are exposed to a choice that, it, that 
the definition of what it is we would decide in life is exposed. You know what I'm saying? So everything is um, great, hypothetically. It's not until you are indulged with the experience, you know what I'm saying, that you can truly um, make a statement of which side of a fence you could possibly be on. So, you know, sometimes the universe will present things to you and even even just to open your mind and even build a space for dialogue and exchange. You feel me? For you to have seen that particular vision is the predisposition, but then the exchange in and of itself it didn't end in any tragedy or any negativity, right. but it expanded your perception of, you know what I'm saying, your reality or your engagement, or at least it gave you an antidote in which to, um, you know, explore in some way, shape or form, whether it be in this conversation or whether it be in your own personal exploration. So, you know, in that way it's tangible and that way it's real. Um, but, you know, we just have to be mindful of uh, the mechanism that is our brain and how it functions. Right. And then also understanding when we add new programming to it, how that's going to change the operation of um you know the programming so you know just things like that keep that in mind but that was that's just some real Pisces shit right there <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to say that the elements of which i perceived were nothing more than just the literal binary coding for the reality that was constructed and it doesn't have any type of bearing on actual good or bad variables outside of the way that i perceive them to be for my personal walk and even with the good and bad, it's not to necessarily put them in places where it's like good equate angel, bad equate devil. Right. It was just something that it was needed for me to understand, to test me, so to speak. Right. Okay. Right on. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So do you like work with a lot of people who are like going through his predicament where they need to be walked through a certain step before they figure out what um, they're doing? Yeah, I think that's honestly my purpose in this life is... um. I have many teachers, um, very profound teachers, and I think that sometimes their material can be far too dense and maybe far too um, convoluted even sometimes right. for the average individual to absorb um, efficiently. How do and you I simplify it for when you're teaching? That's a great question. Um, I, I feel like that, that is, that's my niche, is, um, is building a bridge between um, you know, common individuals who are having these experiences void of understanding them and the individuals who have already explained these realities in their literature, but we don't have a, 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 um, a um, we don't have a, 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 a translation um, a, a, um, tool to interpret what they're saying void of the anchors of the understanding that they have to make these statements. So my bridge is to give people that basic conceptual, understanding and anchors so that they can understand um all of the profound literature that we already have in place in reality um, i just realized that there's a disconnect in our ability to in internalize and conceptualize what's already been presented for us to interpret reality for we are not the first people in existence to live a reality mm, true mm -hmm. real talk yeah i definitely agree with that it's, it's others out there like still others out there right now like i know it's like I don't want to say the aliens, but definitely other species amongst the universe. Okay. Like, we're not alone. It would be arrogant of us to think we were. Yeah. To incorporate the the feel of the month into a topic that's not really engaged upon, but to briefly do so in a way that you can you can succinctly divulge into it from your perspective and from your from your learnings and whatnot before we get into this wine joint because this is my favorite part of the podcast to be completely honest. <laughs> but um, he just stopped like it was a so part. <laughs> it's Women's Month. Okay. 
Okay. And International Women's Day today. Right. International um, Women's Day. Uh, uh, Women's Month. Oh, Women's History Month. Women's yeah. History Month. I, I apologize. And international. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Right on. Yeah, right well, on. it's International today. Women's Day today, and uh, it's Women's History Month all month. Yeah. All right. You so, know, I look out for the ladies. I love them. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Plus points because I'm lost on this. Like, I don't even got a calendar outside of the one that's on my phone. So, right. what it shows is what it shows. You dig? Um, but as far as something that I had a conversation with a sister about by love, not by blood, regarding something that is, I guess, a bit of the opposite of what's being popularized in social media talk and such, which is toxic masculinity. We had a talk about actually the opposite about what would characterize itself as toxic, uh, toxic femininity. And one of the topics happened to be just she was she's well learned and she's well respected or I should say respectful of her divinity towards her child and towards herself as well because she has a daughter. So she she is very invested in learning more about herself as a woman and as what a woman means to the just the grander spectrum of things. But she also is very wary of being the sole holistic entity of her life as well as her child's life without there being the man's energy and what the man's energy should be. Not necessarily just any man's energy, much love. So she was also talking about just how there is a lack in a certain type of balance when it comes to just women asserting themselves in raising children and taking the credit away from men as far as their their presence and as far as their connection and their value in raising a child. And that can lead to deficiencies and that could lead to, you know, just mental views of I could do without. And everybody could do without. That's not the question. The question is, how can you build with this and create a whole? How can you be a whole with another whole? How can one plus one equals one, basically? You dig? So. My question is, why do we so aggressively feel that it needs to? Mm. And I think upon exploring that, we would have a lot of the answers to our problems in regards to our engagement is just understanding why we think like there was a method of doing things before um, the factory line. Right. But now we don't do those things no more. We use the factory line before the factory line came around. There was no other alternative. There was no other option to present to people to say, yo, why would you do it that way? You know what I'm saying? So, People are so used to how it is they've been conditioned by elders who were conditioned by the same forms of media and literature. They don't express or understand how they are being currently conditioned by media. Um, And when I say media, it's things as simple as the memes that people post about the simplest things that we don't realize that you're speaking about people who you have no idea who apply, who that applies to in the room mm-hmm. full of your best friends. You know what I'm saying we don't consider the narrative of Disney movies and what that, you know, uh, impregnates in an individual psyche 
um, and we don't and we don't create dichotomies and we educate children about how to internalize and interpret these 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 films and these forms of media. So there are so many layers and there are so many nuances to our need for psychological development before we can even really have an aggressive or serious or effective dialogue about. It's funny because I was just on somebody's Instagram live last night and I exactly the exact conversation that I was having. And it's just it's just funny because it's like everything comes down to security of self. Mm. You know what I'm saying nothing really extends outside of security of self. Everybody's idea of what this should be or how this should be. Everybody's case is its own case. You cannot tell me what the black family structure look like. You cannot do that. That is not something that you can possibly do for you have to then define what a black person is for me. And then if you define that a black person is anything outside of an, the African-American community, then we can go into all of the different ways in which melanated individuals across the world court. We can go into the nature of the purpose of a dowry. We can go into all of those things. If you, if you expand the definition beyond African-American culture and if you keep it to African-American culture, then it's very easy to explain the fact that we haven't had 200 years to read. Period. We haven't had 200 years to read the language of the environment that we exist in. You know what I'm saying? And people and people expect so much from us and people expect us to get it. No. And I appreciate that in our battle, you know, we must contend with these ideas, um, you know, like, you know, black family structures. Yes, there are a multitude of different examples. But there are a multitude of different examples. Which one applies most effectively for the situation that we are, you know what I'm saying, discussing? That is what we should deal in, not trying to generalize and marginalize people because we romanticize a history that we've never studied. I went to Egypt. I saw the walls myself. People don't realize that Pharaoh was cutting off prisoners of war's genitalia and putting, him, putting them in his harem so that they could never, you know what I'm saying, have intercourse with any of his women. You feel me? People were getting impaled with 15-foot poles and put outside on people's lawns. Like, the world has always been crazy, just as much as it's been amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's just you have to study the nature of it and the nature of why we're here and why we have these ideas. And when we do that, then we can process, you know, the fact that they're not as effective as we've been programmed to think they are because we don't have much outside of the paradigms that we've been given. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And as we're being introduced to these new ones in modern time, it's going to take time for people to be able to absorb something because cognitive dissonance makes it very difficult for the brain to, you know, uh, get rid of its, its natural worldview for that is the format in which it's perceived reality for all this time. So... I think there's so many more layers to it, man. I feel like from any perspective, you can point fingers at men, you can point fingers at women, we can go into history, you can point fingers at this person and point fingers at that person. At the end of the day, I think it comes down to the individual and their security. I don't, I, um, I, feel, like, I feel like everything is about the children. Everything else is arbitrary mm. and irrelevant to me. Um, if it has nothing to do with children, I don't care. Everything else is a person's need for validation, um, uh, 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 they're striving to cure their deficit because of their insecurities. There's not one aspect of relationships that you can present to me right now where I cannot point out to you the fact that it is based in insecurity if it, is, if it does not exist or mirror the idea of unconditional free love. You know what I'm saying? So talking about building family structures, love is law, family is business. You know what I'm saying? So your family should be about a check. You know what I'm saying? Love is something that you should experience as an individual. There are no bunk beds and caskets. Nobody can see through your eyes. Nobody can have the experience that you are currently having right now in this moment. Thus, reality only exists from the perception in which you see it. Period. You are, you are all that exists. And matter is 99% empty space. They said if you got rid of all the empty space and matter, all of the world and all of reality can fit inside of a sugar cube. You know what I'm saying? Like, these just simple understandings is that people make things far more convoluted than they need to be 
because they engage themselves in social paradigms instead of um, intellectual scholarship. And I feel like when you do that, you have so many more tools and so many more references to pull from when it comes to analyzing and absorbing reality. Well, if you mm. don't have no access to these tools, where would you go to? If if you don't have any access, first of all, I don't accept that as an excuse in 2020. Um, if you don't have access to the tools, it's because it is not meant for you in this lifetime to have access to the tools. I'm saying everybody wants to be great. Everybody wants to be phenomenal. Everybody wants to be powerful. And that's such an amazing thing. And I have no contentions to that. But at the end of the day, some of us are supposed to drive Lamborghinis and some of us are supposed to build them. Nobody could drive them if nobody built them. So somebody has to be a Lamborghini builder. You know what I'm saying? It, it has to, you, you can't be a motivational speaker and a teacher too. You can't, you can't be a basketball player too because somebody has to build their cars. You feel me? Somebody has to make their food. You feel me? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the reality that you serve in this lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So if you do not have access to information, I, I did a lecture on Friday and they, were, they asked me about, you know, a genius and how, you know, if a genius is in the middle of nowhere and whatnot, shouldn't they be able to channel information? Absolutely not. Because you do not channel information in that context. You cannot expect a genius level uh, Einstein child who lives in the Amazon to interpret and intuitively design blueprints to make flying cars. He's never been exposed to the functionalities and the workings of what a car is because it's not a part of his reality. So his genius is not going to be utilized for that format. He's not going to use his, you know what I'm saying, his screwdriver for that size uh, a nail. It's just not the one that is 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 relevant to the the the, the building that he's building. You feel me? So uh, it's very simple. If you don't have access to the information, it's not for you to have access to. But in 2020, when you can pull your phone out and Google anything on planet Earth, when you can pull your phone out right now and you can Google a, a, a sentence with a bunch of curse words and a bunch of slang words, and you're still going to somehow get some type of references or some type of some type of direction is going to be given to you as far as where you could potentially go to get more answers. No, people want to be satisfied in, the, in what it is they already know. And at the same time, they want to posture themselves as being right all the time mm. and not doing the effort and doing the work, being wrong enough to make themselves right. You feel me? And I feel like that, just as much as it is the fallacy in the majority of all of our engagements, it is the fallacy in how it is we engage in relationships. And we can speak on particular nuances of it while women, you know, behaving like this and men behaving like this, but there's always going to be, you know, a masculine woman who says, well, I don't do those things. And there's also going to be a feminine man who says, well, I don't do those things. So there's always going to be some level of negation where we can't even speak on these concepts generally. But if we had the clear space to speak on them averagely, instead of, let's say, generally, but speak on the average, you feel me? We would have space to kind of expose certain plausible necessities in our dialogue. But, you know. How do you create that space within a relationship? The like if you, if you feel like your partner isn't as honest with you, how do you in turn make them more comfortable to share their their thoughts, their insecurities with you without it being coming out as ah like I feel like that is the exact problem. You should not be in a relationship with insecurities, period. Therefore, me creating a paradigm for you to communicate within a toxic box that's already built off of people not being able to communicate and relinquish their insecurities and be vulnerable and be transparent. The, 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 the parameters and the rudimentary foundational principles that your relationship is built on is built on something that is automatically going to make it toxic. Only an individual that is insecure is not going to be able to be vulnerable and express themselves in all the natures of their reality and free for whoever is listening to accept them or not accept them. People don't have that level of security to say, I love you, but at the same time, it is not my job to control who you love. 
people don't have that sense of security in their self. That's why I think all of these things stem from a nature of insecurity in us as individuals, regardless of what it is we identify as, regardless of what our biology is. I think our inability to actively, constructively perceive things and look at reality limits us to actually having the happiness that we desire. Buddha said attachment leads to suffering, but yet we love these people under this pretense that um, they make us complete or that they validate us or they make me, well, why are you not responding to my text? Why are you entertaining this individual? Why are you attached to the need of this person's behaviors? Only to, only to realize and only to question why you suffer as if Buddha did not say attachment leads to that. Therefore, I don't need anything from you. I don't want anything from you. I'm only here to take and be gifted what it is you have to offer me. Period. I'm, I, ha- I have no wants of you. I have no desires of you. I only appreciate the fact that we are here to share this moment. The definition of marriage is to be unified collectively for one purpose. Right now, you are my husband and I'm your husband. And he's also my husband and I am his husband. And we are in a three-way marriage right now. You feel me? By the definition of marriage. I am here with you, unified for one purpose. Dude. And then we're going to get divorced. And then I'm going to go unify with somebody else. We're going to have a purpose that we work on, and then I'm going to see you again, and we're going to get remarried. You feel me? It's not that complicated. But when people have this need to possess things and maintain a feeling, you feel me? Like, an orgasm, it wears away after a while. The waves, they go away after a while. You can't hold it and make an orgasm last forever. You feel me? But people want to do the same thing with an experience as beautiful as love. They want to make it last forever, and then wonder why they suffer trying to hold on so hard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. if you actually pay attention to the, you know what I'm saying, the engagement of your reality, you'll start noticing that these nuances are because you are at a deficit, not because we are at a deficit as a people. It's because our deficit as a people is because people are at a deficit as individuals. Right. And we are only a reflection of that collectively. Mm. That is beautifully said. Yeah. That is beautifully said. You're dropping yeah. gems. And on that note, I want to introduce. Whew. Oh, you dig yeah, the wine of the day. You know what I mean? Brought to you by Dante, aka the Midnight Rider. We got a right, different variation. <laughs> we yeah. got a different variation that's of smoking loom. Of oh, was all talk, talk going no, on, that's just where I do the bulk of my writing at midnight. You know, right, doing right. late night hours. Like for some reason, I'm always inspired either early mornings or late nights. Like throughout the day, I can't find the inspiration to write, regardless of how hard I try. But at night, it just like automatic dig thoughts just start on. running through my head. Right. Dig on it, dig on it. And this is a one that I'm not, I don't really dig sometimes because of just like if I'm out and I taste it, it's not, ugh, it's just, ugh. but because right. of Smoking Loon, I'm willing to try this Cabernet Sauvignon. It's amazing, fam. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it is. It's not dry. I ain't even waiting to taste it. I've been sipping like yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't waiting for that. I got to, you know what I mean? Like I was tempted to sip while you were talking. I ain't gonna hold you, but I was just like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, you know, you dig, you dig, you dig. But this joint is smooth. I will say that. I told you, like this joint is smooth. Yeah, amazingly, it's got a great respect to the fruitful flavor. It's not trying to be too like overpowering as far as like the alcoholic content or just as far as any other additives and such. So I appreciate that. It's got a light. Body to it. I All think right. this is a. I think this is not the country. No, no, go ahead. But I think this is a great wine in regards to um, people who aren't necessarily wine connoisseurs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This is a very good middle ground of it showing is. you, you know, how sophisticated a wine could get while still being, you know, palatable for somebody who isn't necessarily, you know, um, 
uh, uh, imbued in that you know particular culture. So I think this is a really good um um uh, um average immature wine to kind of introduce you know the power of where wine can go and the sophistication of wine but at the same time not you know be too complex so definitely i i love the wine it's um it's beautifully said man. Yeah, i actually man. dig that you feel me yeah you know what i mean but to continue the walk as well you know what i mean as we chump on our strawberries, strawberries and sip on our wine. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I seen a Dutch in the air. I was a little bit upset. I was like, I don't know. Oh, look, there's, there's, there's circulations and okay. there's there's um, purveyors of such circulations that you yeah. can, you know, inquiry off of. Yeah. Because as for me, I don't smoke. But as far as Man. those, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an open yeah, atmosphere yeah. for you. You cool, feel me? So cool. I don't got no reps, but you know, it's already around. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But yeah, but, man. Oh, yeah, this talk is, to me no about... Right, right. Talk to me about... What you engage upon these days as far as um I wanna say music, but even more yeah, than that, we could do music. What what you engage upon just to stimulate you these days when you just chilling or what's your creative sources? Yeah, what's your creative sources? How you find inspiration that continue doing what you do. Um, first of all, I wanna give a, a very strong shout out uh to my mother. Um because she is the reason that we're all here right now. Much so love, much I love. Appreciate Thank you, Mom. Mom Thank Deuce. you. Um, next, I want to give a shout out to my teacher, A. Rashid, the Kabbalah God. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Ra'aku, the Cosmo Physician. Those are um, the two instructors that I engage with the most right now in my, in my particular reality um, in regards to all the individuals that I do study diligently. But I would say that those two are um, the two who, whose tutelage I'm most excited about. And A. Rashid... Um, just dropped a few albums um, over the last year. So definitely looking to A. Rashid. Um, what horses. type of genre of music he into? Uh, hip hop. You know, it's all um, old school jazz based 90s hip hop rap. You know what I'm saying? instruments? Yeah, man. A lot oh. of instruments. Great instrumentals. My man Sadu Gold. Shout out to my man Sadu Gold. One of the greatest uh, hip hop producers to ever bless our earth. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him and everything he's doing. With the Slime Beach Scary Hour Syndicate, you know what I'm saying? Respect to them. Right on, but I right say on. that to say, um, I listen to them. I listen to my family. I think they're the greatest doing it. Um, there's a track by my man Saudu Gold. Um, I think is one of the greatest depictions of lyricism on planet Earth. And um, A. Rashid, many might know him because he outro Westside Gun's album twice. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. ones, you know? Um, I think uh I think he was on the outro of Supreme Blind Cell. Okay. And I think he was on the outro of this new one, What Was Sheen Gonna Do? Yeah. Yeah, the, the outro is A Rashid. That's my teacher. That's the Kabbalah instructor, yeah. Cause so, I downloaded that album, so yeah. okay, now that's gonna so, have to make me go back and listen to it. So I listen to, to a lot of Griselda right now. Um I just got into it. It's funny because um I'm actually doing the astrological project for them. Um, but you know, they work with my big homies. So and they they work with my my big brother Sadu Gold. So right. um, much respect to Griselda. They just I heard that they just signed somebody. His name is Boldy James, mm -hmm. and um, I didn't know anything about him. But you know, Griselda is the fam. So I was like, damn, what's this about? What's they doing? And I've just been listening to him for like the past like three days. Man, Boldy's a monster. So you know, that's really all I'm into. Rock Marciano, Ka. The Griselda, you feel me? A Rashid, um, Scary Hour Syndicate, Sadu Gold, Wilds Martyr, my man Al Davino, and definitely Al Davino right there on his way, looking to Al Davino. 
But you know the brothers, you know what I'm saying? Um, Uncle Crimson, you know what I'm saying? Rapper Ohm. You feel me? The whole fam. Oh, hell I know yeah. Shout out to Rapper Ohm. Yeah, you know yeah, Ohm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, shout out always to the whole beast, fam, bro. Always, always, always ridiculous, bro. We yeah. got some geniuses in Philly, bro. Mm, oh absolutely. And this is a high station. It's about to pop. Yeah. Like the Philly, the Philly art scenes is like yeah, low-key bubbling. Know, like, like, like if you don't know, been, it's on the way up. We've been bubbling for a minute, though. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Real the crazy shit. part. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Grand Marshall. Right you know on. What I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Back in the day shit, you feel me? Uh, Colt Fortified. You know what I'm saying? Uh, G.O.D. You know what I'm saying? All of those all of those crews rocking. Bakery boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they still doing their things, man. And they still building. But definitely, man, look into Sadu Gold, bro. Sadu Gold is the greatest thing happening in the hip hop right now, man. Mark my words. Right on. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I'm gonna need you to text me all these names. Oh yeah, you know most what definitely. I mean? yeah, like, no, I we gonna have the rec- yeah, <laughs> we gonna have the recording so that we can get like it's officially documented. But all in all, there's a lot of names that you drop. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. If you could yeah, just like bless a brother with a couple of singles like here and there, oh, like yeah. a yeah. means to open the See door. Shh, man, don't get me started, bro. Ah, shh. My fault, Dante. What were you saying, bro? What? What, just now? Yeah. No, I was just saying I post everybody. Everybody I fuck with, you know. Right, right. If I rock with you, you're going to see you on my post. Right on, right on. You definitely yeah. do. All Eddie the time. Oh, yeah. That's that's my thing, you know. Like, I, I like to show love to the people, you know, who give me inspiration, so. Shout out to Kareem Madris, too. The Renaissance man. Dropping some shit. He just, he just, he just dropped the album Dark Lowe's on the feature. You know what I'm saying? Why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my folks. That's my fan. I mean, I know Dark Law. I'm talking about the name that you yeah, just dropped. Yeah, Green Yeah. Yeah, you definitely would be the type of nigga that probably ran into him one day, hmm. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Dig on it, dig on it. You know, let's dig into your relationships a little bit. How oh, shit. Handle, okay. You know, dealing with females. All right, let's say, for instance, you run into someone that you're attracted to, and they have the insecurity issues you were speaking about. Do you still uh, pursue them, or do you just let them just stay on their own? You just go about your journey? It depends on their potential to engage that issue and that nuance within themselves with my assistance. Let's say they're eager to fix their issues, but they just don't know how to fix their issues. Then I'm here to help. Okay. The difference is, is that there are stipulations that come with my reality that you can either accept or not accept. But I know the value that I offer and how it is I can assist people in that particular manner of their life. Ooh, so how would you yeah. go about explaining? So you just lay it out to her, like, from the rip, like, all right, sweetie, this is me. This sweetie, is. this is me. I'm just saying, for instance. Absolutely. Sweetie, Honesty is-, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. If y'all saw what I was doing right now to the world right now, man, y'all be like, yo, this boy is out of pocket. <laughs> because honesty is so powerful, man. And I, it's funny because I was just on the live having this conversation. And it really is just that, man. When you see the power of honesty people will show you what your worth is. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to, you know, hide or create, you know, um, sophistry or a facade in order to maintain their interest or in order to maintain their energy. Like, you don't need those things. I don't need any contracts or any stipulation for a person to want to spend time with me. The same reason why you asked me to come up here on this podcast is the same reason why a woman would ask to spend time with me right. is because I offer some kind of value. I can serve her in some way, some shape or form. You know what I'm saying? In order for me to do that, I don't need any of your obligations, nor do you need mine. You know what I'm saying? I think that really is the, is, 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 is the crux of it all, is that because this engagement is so profound and it's so good, do we need to now limit each other from all the potentialities of other experiences because of 
this one finite experience. You know what I'm saying? That's a fallacy in our thinking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I just prefer to be honest, and you can either experience it or miss out. But I respect my worth. So, you know, I can I can see the value in, in shooting the shot. But at the same time, you know, I also understand that um I don't need to alter myself or um make compromises uh in myself for anybody. And I think that people thinking that that's necessary is a very interesting denotation of um our psychology as a people in modern times. Are you polyamorous? I'm not polyamorous. I'm not polygamous. I'm amorous. I what am love. Okay. I am love. Love is unconditional. I love all of y'all in this room. Period. No conditions. I do not need you to be like, you don't have to tie your hair up when we go out because I don't want to be with somebody who has their hair down. That's not how my love for you is going to be expressed. If I love you and I wish to be with you in this moment, I'm going to love you for who you are. But there are no conditions to that. So if you've had a crush on Bow Wow your whole life and he decides that he wants to hit you up and he wants to try to engage with you, I'm going to say go ahead and have that experience and cure that desire within yourself because there are no bunk beds and caskets. Right. And if you say no and somebody blows my head off tomorrow, you're going to resent my grave. And why would I want that? You know what I'm saying? Why would I want that? To know for a fact that you didn't have sex with somebody else for my benefit, that you limited your life for my benefit? So no, it doesn't have to be gammy. It doesn't have to be relationships and limits and structures around it. It doesn't have to be polyamory where the idea is that I'm in love with multiple. No, I'm just love. And I love all of y'all. If one of us decided to have sex right now, it would just be that. We decided to have sex like two grownups. Has nothing. We're all friends. What's the difference between a boyfriend and a friend? Absolutely nothing. We want sexual security. That's it. People just, humans just want to have sex and they want security within that on a social realm. You know what I'm saying? It's not that deep. I'd rather just be love because then I'm never at a deficit. I don't need you for anything. I don't need you to validate me. I don't need you to tell me I'm pretty. I don't need you to tell me I'm tall. I don't need you to tell me I'm strong. I don't need you to tell me I can do it. I don't need none of that. And don't ask me to buy you food. I tell all my, I said, don't ask me to buy you food. Because when you ask me to buy you food, which I'm right now I'm in this podcast. Somebody text me right now, Dre, come get me some food. I'm chilling with y'all. So now I go, I leave y'all. Damn, y'all, I got to leave. I got to go get some food for somebody. And I'm now I'm resenting them because they're making me exit my life. Mm. To, 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 to serve their request. You're an adult. Feed yourself. You are responsible right. for yourself. Right. And then the amazing part about it is when I come to your house, I knock on the door, you ain't here for me all day, and I got a whole feast. You're going to know that that came from me, and that was my thought, and that you crossed my mind today. And I went and I bought you food because it was me. It was, I, let me love you. Right. Don't ask me to love you. Because then that shows that you're void of love. And that's why you're asking for it. You don't ask for something you have. So I don't want to engage with nobody that has to ask for my love. I want somebody who appreciates the fact that they're going to receive it because I choose them in my reality. I love that. I love that. Great response. And great question because that's something that I'm still like learning about as far as just wrapping my head around the concept of polyamory without any type of connotations attached to it. So that was a great question. It was a phenomenal question. All right, right. So, great way to end the segment. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car is finally coming to its pause. Yeah, right. The engine is purring down, and we're about to step out and go all separate ways. We want to thank this Love brother Kafir right here for coming through <laughs> and blessing us with these jewels. You know what I mean? It's much love for real, for real. Learned a lot, and even more than that, 
It was able to share a lot. I'm just like, this is like a I'm Cuban. trying to keep the motherfucker. Like I just no. let the mansion do his like, thing. This like. is like a Cuban. This is like a lit, like a dark lit Cuban cigar commercial. Like, like see how the voice is down a beach cabin corner. or something. Like, yo. <laughs> you said <laughs> he was dumb professional as fuck. He got super smooth and everything. Yeah. Just like real intimate. That's why Bro. I just let the man do his thing. Could you please let the people know where they can find you, where they can contact you, all your social media platforms. Yo, you can follow me on Instagram at NSWBTY underscore K-H-A-F-R-A. NessuBT underscore Kafre. My business page is also Lords of the Pivot. Lords of the Pivot underscore instead of spaces. That's me. Follow the movement. Um, I hope that I offered you something of value. And I hope you continue to seek me for that value. For one of my master teachers says, I come giving you what you want so that you want what it is I have to give. So hopefully y'all want a little bit more of what it is I have to give. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Y'all are a reflection of me. So thank you. We appreciate and love you too, brother. And I go by the name of Jetty A-Track, J-E-I-D-E, the number eight, T-R-A-C-K. Follow us on Positive Vibes, maybe IG, PVM Podcast on Twitter, and subscribe to the SoundCloud. And also, our brother, come on, bro. I'm your Midnight Rider, Dante Smith. Follow me on that Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter at MidnightW89. And remember, every lesson is a blessing. Also, Download all the fire music that's been coming out this past week from your underground artists to your mainstream artists, especially that Thanks. new Janae Ico. That shit is my jam. Right. The new Jada and Dentress. Oh, I mispronounced the name. Sorry, but it's fire. Just yeah. go here, listen to it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. Dig it. Special shout out to our director. Special shout out to our camera personnel, Breezy, and also our maybe. And special shout out to our engineer that facilitated this whole thing, Michael Forsythe. And we are out. Peace, y'all. Peace and blessings.